Hello, my fantastic faction of followers, fans, and freaks of fun Fanacom festivities. I am Ziploc Bob, one of the two hosts of Sequel Syndrome Podcast, a talk show about video games, their culture, design, and psychology. Now I shall pass you over to our master of ceremonies, our commandant of commemoration, and our supervisor of showmanship, the Zez! Hey, Bob. <laughs> Today we are joined by two fellow BRGers, they are both on the Defective Discourse podcast, and one is a mainstay on the Bottle Rocket Gaming podcast, and one is a villain for the Bottle Rocket Gaming podcast, Component <laughs> Z and Warp Jester. How are you guys doing? Still good. The question <sighs> is, which one's which? If you didn't tell it, you didn't say which one's the villain and which one's the regular. If you look at the screen... <laughs> <laughs> uh... What do you what have you guys been up to lately? CZ. I've just been doing some streaming. Got the uh, defective Discord podcast, like we were talking about. Mm-hmm. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> Tension. I'm gonna call you out on that one. Real life has been busy, so a lot of a lot of my time has been set kind of sucked up with media. So I've been. Uh, Gulping down some audiobooks for the uh, Wheel of Time series and reading side by side with my wife. She does Dead Tree. I do audiobooks. And then, uh, wait, wait, wait. A lot of... I, I, no, I didn't hear that right. Your wife's Dead Tree? She does oh, Dead my, Tree, my, like paper books. She, she just... Okay, okay. Like I said, I didn't think I heard that right. <laughs> Were you having flashbacks to the first Evil Dead movie? <laughs> I have actually never seen an Evil Dead movie. For, for you people who don't know, or basically, for you people who do know, you know what scene I'm talking about. Yeah, you, you know <laughs> who we're talking about. If you don't, go watch it. it. It's it's it gives a whole new definition to catching wood. Um. <laughs> oh, that that's not it. Just, not it's that is horrible. Uh, so you were you were saying warped? <laughs> yeah, we of time. Yeah, we'll we'll time uh, books and then also a lot of media on YouTube and Netflix lately. I also actually started watching um, Gravity Falls, which is that was actually a Disney XD cartoon, and it's actually quite humorous. So I'm actually kind of enjoying that. I don't I don't know why certain shows have um, Gravity Falls. just because they're a Disney show or whatever have the illusion the mystique that they're not funny. Or they're I would say they're not funny. Just friendly. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a white gap. I've got four kids, and it ranges from 11 down to three. So I I'm, I have that perfect split right now of kids who watch the Disney Channel. And we're watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, which is something I'm not going to sit down and fucking watch. Yeah. Pardon me. But other things... Oh, no, you can swear here. I'm here. Talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Disney XD stuff, like Gravity Falls, you know, there's... A little touch of the Disney personality in that there's something in there for the adults kind of thing. So it's, it's always kind of humorous to see the little things in there. So I've been enjoying that. Yeah, I haven't watched it, but from what I understand, it is a stopgap between I'm a little kid and there's no way I could watch Rick and Morty, and this is something to transition me towards the Rick and Morty side of animation. This, this like, is this, it, right now. This is me filling in time until Rick and Morty starts up again. Yeah, with, okay. Um, 70 new episodes slated. Are all of you Rick and Morty fans? You included, Z? Never even seen the show. I haven't seen oh. it. I, I was am... gonna add, 
enjoy it because I love the cynicism and the horrible nihilism that I've really felt like throughout my life because I'm a jaded individual even though I don't show it. <laughs> the, the reason I ask is because I want to know if you two who have seen Rick and Morty are interested in Trevor Saves the World. Haven't... Oh, the... the, the, the no the, idea. The game made from the creator of Rick and Morty. Oh, okay. No, I haven't even so much as I have yet. not heard... Okay, I was thinking of the cartoon to where it's this dude in the universe and it's one, on one of those streaming things. No, it was um, Sony unveiled it at their E3 press conference. Okay. One of the... I don't think I think it was Sony. Was it Sony? Dude, it was I am... Big... Yeah, I think it was Sony. Like, you can ask Warp. I put in as much of that list as I could, and then my brain just melted out of my right ear. It's you had like, a brain melt out of your ear? Yeah, like, you know, it, it was like a pee drop. Like, it couldn't fill a thimble, but still. Yeah, it was Sony. Trevor Saves the World. Trevor Saves the Universe. And we that Sony uh, E3 press conference. Yeah. <laughs> I was just curious. Okay. No, I I have not even looked at it, to be honest with you. Uh, I really honestly, my gaming my gaming as of late has been relegated to slipping in some mobile gaming now and then. And as of late, I haven't even gotten some of the, some of the mainstays I've had back on my new phone that I've had for like six months now. Yeah, my phone is kind of like half installed with stuff I want. <laughs> Ugh. But I got a nice shop I'm working on cleaning up, so yay for that! Yay. <laughs> Workspace, yay! Yeah, I've been playing uh, Killing Floor 2 because of the free weekend. Then it was given to me graciously by BRG as a birthday present. Nice. And, oh, I, I love I loved the first one, but I'll be the first to admit it had a lot of optimization flaws to where, like, how you connect, make a server, how you connect to, like, it was just very old school. The new one cleans it up. And also, you get to shoot clowns in the face. So if you hate clowns, Z, there you go. Oh, Z, there you go. <laughs> like you get to shoot them in the face, and their face turns into in red oatmeal. It's awesome. Red oatmeal. Like, like seriously, like you, you can blow them up to the point where even God was. What the hell is that? <laughs> Sounds like a Jeff Dahmer breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. That was low, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> remember, Sorry, no. remember, Jeffrey Dahmer loved his kids, one bite at a time. <laughs> uh, let's move I on to our way. sponsor break. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, by the way, <laughs> hey look, hey look, it's sponsors. Get off Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> 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 Even the chat is like, Jesus, Bob. <laughs> so, for our first unofficial sponsor, Gatherbot by Opera Event is the bot that we use to fund a show. Whether it be through the free tip system, using where you use mobile games and such, or just direct donations to stream to the stream directly through Gatherbot is how we all keep this up and running and how we try to, you know, upgrade my potato. To where maybe I'll get a potato plus. Hopefully, Ooh. it doesn't turn into Glados though. So is that like a yam? Yes. 
Because I'll be because when I get it, I'll be like sweet. So it's a sweet potato. We also want to send a special shout out to everyone who cheers subs and uses Twitch Prime. Twitch Prime is a way to watch this ad free on Twitch by linking your Amazon Prime account with your Twitch account. And lastly, our charity for the month of June, StackUp.org. Founded in 2015, StackUp brings both veterans and civilian supporters together through a shared love of video gaming through our through their primary programs, the Stacks, Supply Crates, Air Assaults, and the StackUp Overwatch program, or STOP for short. Uh, Zez, can you tell the fine folks out there about the Stacks? The Stacks are a local group of volunteers that support veterans through shared language of gaming to create and support to create support and create welcoming and enabling environments for those veterans. And just because it's, they're all about the veterans, they do allow civilians in. It is a men's only club sort of deal. But there's also the Stack Up Overwatch program, which is a program connecting veterans coping with PTSD or just dealing with the general craziness uh, that is transitioning to civilian life. Or they are just having a bad day with veteran and civilian volunteers called the Stop Squad who are available 24-7, 365, and are trained to be able to help guide people through this and put them in contact with further um, things that they can if say they need to have like suicide prevention step in and that sort of stuff and it's all made in an effort to promote mental health suicide prevention and just psychological and spiritual well-being so and to be and to be fair with the way the world's going right now, suicide prevention is a must. Yeah, uh, statistically, I believe it's 22 veterans on average commit suicide a day. I think. Well, as a, well as a general, I think suicide is up like 30 percent from uh, like 2015. So. Let's get on to something a little less depressing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> bye. <laughs> from being wrong to like morbid yeah it's like we're just going we're just driving this one right downhill this is a brg stream <laughs> exactly okay so for today's topic, the best quality here what is e3 and why do we still have it oh 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 i know this one it's a letter and a number <laughs> yes I, it's, oh. a, it's a symbol All right so let's assume our audience is like i've kind of heard of it or i I haven't heard of it before because, believe it or not, outside of people like us who obsess over this shit, there's a lot of people that don't know what E3 is because at the end of the day, it's a trade expo. It's... Why are you fucking watching this show then? I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's sure ain't for my pretty face. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those... It's, while that statement is true, it's... I, I doubt you're going to find anybody who's watching this who doesn't know about E3. <laughs> so let's let's start with the name, E3. Electronic Entertainment Expo. Right. Um, Literally, just that. Yeah. It's uh, who is it that runs still it? Makes, still makes more sense than PAX. Yeah. Hmm? PAX any arcade expo. Yeah. Right. It's like it should be pay. P-A-E? Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> no, no, I agree. Uh, but, well, you don't hear the E in Expo, though. True. Uh, it's tacked on to the, to the X. True. Soft sounds. Expo's a cooler. 
because we're extreme from the 90s. <laughs> Dude! We're, we're, we're Mountain Dew Doritos. Well, I mean, to be fair, technically, E3 did actually start out in the 90s. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and it actually started. It actually started out as just and electronic games and whatnot being a part of CES, which is consumer electronics. Yes uh, and no. Show which um, which is another one that doesn't make sense to me because the consumer electronics show mm-hmm. is an industry trade show. Public is not yes. allowed. Yes, yes. it's well, an industry trade show about consumer level electronics. Yeah, it's consumer level but electronics. Consumers are not allowed. E3 wasn't allowed but it's for... for consumers. Yeah, but let's see. Let's see. Unless you were press, you couldn't get into E3 until 2009, I believe. Uh, right. But like, so let's let's rewind the clock back. All right. Let's run it back to like. We're gonna early do like 90s. the Wayne Garth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's say I'm I'm a publisher or a hardware manufacturer or whatever, and my business is about video games if i want to go to a trade show i'd have to go to the consumer electronics show the european computer trade show and some of these people were going to like toy trade shows mm-hmm. um because and it never fit because like you had the well you're not entirely electronics you're a toy yeah and you're not game, just game a toy you're electronics so you're like they were kind of like getting ousted by both of them to the point to where, according to Tom, and I'm going to screw this up, Kalinsky, the CEO of Sega of America, the CES organizers used to put video game industry way, way in the back. In 1991, they put us in a tent. You had to walk past all the porn vendors to find us. That particular year, it was pouring rain. The rain leaked right on our new Genesis system. He, I was furious with the way CES treated the video games industry, and I felt that we were a more important industry than they were giving us credit for. Sega, of course, did not return to CES the following year, and several other companies exited from the further CES shows. I wonder why. Treat <laughs> uh, like a redhead stepchild? It's like, if you have to walk past porn to get to something, it's usually not worth it. No, but on the, on the bright side, the, the transition from being just another section of a huge electronics trade show mm-hmm. into being your own thing was definitely the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. and the, and the numbers numbers hash that out. Yeah. Uh, like, and E three is ran by the uh, ESR. People that run it. ESR? Electronics, the ESA. Uh, the ESA is something like Yeah. The Entertainment Software Association. Basically, the ones that made the ratings for us. Yeah, they basically made the ESRB with congressional approval. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't congressional approval. It was, do something or we're going to do it for you. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Congress actually had to approve how they were rating them. The Congress had to say, we're going to not bother because you did something about it. Basically, <laughs> but that was their approval. It, it was weird. Um, so, so E three actually started like, officially. The first E three was nineteen ninety five. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the fanfare for that it was hosted in L A. 
and its first year pulled in 50,000 attendees. This was Which, one of the most the successful day. well of any time. This was this is kind of one of the most successful launches of an expo in America. Hands down bar none. Now, they did have a few aces in the hole on those because there were a couple of announcements that got made in that first uh, E3. They were a pretty big deal, the most notable of which was the first PlayStation. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. announced there. Yeah. Isn't that the infamous 299 comment? Pro- well, pretty much because so. that, was, that was also when Sega Saturn was over-released in Japan but was... Announcing release in America, and they actually announced the price tag at E3. I think it was like three ninety nine for the yeah. Sega Saturn. Oh, and, and also the Virtual Boy was announced. Yeah, yeah. This is the yeah, the event where the Saturn came out three ninety nine, and then it, and Sony came out. Yeah, and, just it was like two ninety nine. Went up, dropped the mic. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, it's like it's like peace out, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> but this the the fact that it was fifty thousand person attend uh, uh attendance really shows that you know they were on the right track they, they were being treated less than ideal in a much larger trade show at the time and they really needed to become their own thing to really be able to showcase what they had to offer oh yeah and the thing is is e3 is not the only trade show there's trade shows for indie devs mm-hmm like that are just very indie dev or like region based and stuff, but E3 yep. is the premiere for the entire industry. That's why everybody makes a big deal of it. That's why I jokingly call E3 because my birthday is in June. The um, the video game industry's gift to me every year because <laughs> it's just like happy birthday. Here's all the shit we're making for you, and I'm just like. Ah. <laughs> Well, they had they had a pretty good lineup of booths and vendors and studios and whatnot. I mean, there's there, there, there was the big three that everybody's familiar with. You had Sony, you had Sega, you had Nintendo. Those were the big three back then, by the way, guys, because that's yeah. what existed back then. Well, and it changed and it's changed into the big six, or the big three and the the big three now. The big three now is. Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo. Yeah, but yeah. Sony wasn't really a big three back then, though, was it? Well, it I mean, they were an, uh, an unproven factor. Yeah, yeah, they I were mean, the X factor at the time. They, they, but they were the other hardware that was worth talking about. I mean, there were other oh. hardware companies. For example, there was 3DO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the naming scheme on that was so stupid. It's like, well, you got audio and video. Now you have 3DO. Okay, whoever yeah. came up with that needs to be sacked hard. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he was. I'm pretty sure you used that joke two weeks in a row, Bob. Uh, I've been using that joke for about <laughs> ten years in a row. But I'm, it, it's not good practice to use that two shows in a row. <laughs> <laughs> At least every third. Yeah, but still, I'm just like, bit. no. <laughs> uh, but let's... Currently, the big the big conferences that happen are Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony, Bethesda, EA, and Ubisoft. Ubi. And every year, it's a competition on who can fuck up the worst: EA and Ubisoft. 
I think EA's got the lead on this one. Like last year, Ubisoft's little dance thing. Oh. <laughs> Their dance that, thing was good this year, though. Yeah, this year it was good. <laughs> last year it was rough. It was but like they pulled it out with Raven Rabbids. Or the well, e Mario Rabbids thing. So E3's e had interesting history because it, it wasn't just here we are and it's been a state state ever since. Because they had the first couple of years um, for 95 96, they were in L.A. and they were game busters. In, in 96, they had 57,000 attendees. So they had a nice growth. They had 467 companies there mm -hmm. uh, with over 1,700 titles. And then there was some issues with the venue uh, yeah. and whatnot. Contract fuckery. <laughs> yeah, and so they ended up moving to Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> my, neck <laughs> of yes. my neck of the woods. <laughs> and, and, and to be fair, there was there was a stunt to the growth because in, 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 uh, in 97, they went to Atlanta and they had only 40,000 people. Yeah, um, <laughs> late 90s. And, like, now Atlanta could easily be a scene for it. Because yeah. you have things like the uh, Georgia's Georgia Game Developers Association, mm -hmm. which I'm a, full disclosure, I'm a former member of on the student level when I went to school. You got that for free. Um, but not only, but you also have like Marvel Studios is big in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. If you were to put out like, let's say they had it this year and put Spider Man there, that would have been a big pull in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, but like, hell. there's a ton of indie devs and stuff like that. To where it's like, yeah, that it would have a good scene for it there, and yeah. now, but in the set and uh, late nineties, that was not the case, unfortunately, at all. Oh, and, and and but even that said, for back for back then when Atlanta Georgia was not the place for this, forty thousand at the first kick, and the very second year, seventy thousand attendees. Mm -hmm. So they pulled the crowds to them wherever they went. So again, this is proof again that E3 was was a necessity. It, it was this was we're oh, talking ninety eight now. This was big deal because this is really actually have a little insight on hard. this. Now that I remember, because you remember the ninety six Olympics were in Atlanta, right? Yep. And summer, every time right? every time there every time there's a city yeah. that hosts the Olympics, it costs so much money. That yes, they make a lot of money in tourism, but it costs so many in setup and stuff that they have to find other big things to help ease them back into a normal fiscal situation, and that's probably exactly what happened those two years. That could be. It makes sense. Yeah, they I, actually they actually did really well. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was I mean seventy thousand attendees. Holy crap! Yeah. And again, and, this isn't a very non-typical place. Usually most, like, expos of any sort are going to be in L.A. or in uh, Nevada. That's that's where you LA, do things like Nevada, this. L.A., Nevada, or if it's on the East Coast, it's going to be in New York or in the Boston areas. You also have San Diego or Comic-Con. Yeah. Oh, true. But San Diego is Comic-Con. That, that's, right. that's, yeah, that's a its own huge video. expo. Yeah, but, but we're talking about video. One games. expo. I'm talking about standards. <laughs> Well, and to be fair, you know, speaking of Atlanta, Atlanta does have Dragon Con, which is probably the East Coast's largest uh, comic convention. Been there? Yeah, I, I, it's I, not I just a comic like second largest. It's it's a giant fandom convention because that's how mm -hmm. I was introduced to Swotor. No, 
Star Wars: The Elder Republic online. The yeah, Kotor. the Elder Republic. The, yes, Votor. Yeah. Because yeah, I thought it was a Kotor convention. Because it's or like it's okay. I, I think they have a pill to get rid of that. Because it's so been so long. So yeah, like I've been there the three times. It's like five blocks and four hotels. In Atlanta, it's insane. But back on to the subject. Uh, yeah, hasn't E3 been in L.A. ever since? Same venue. Yeah. yeah. Actually, as of uh, 1999, they came back to L.A. But um, things were a little bit odd. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. when they came back to L.A., they came back with their usual fervor. Mm-hmm. Um and then there was some weirdness about how they were going to uh, do the L.A. thing. So they came back. It was just like back to the usual thing. Um, like 2000 was 45,000 attendees. Um, mm-hmm. I think 2001 was 62,000. So it, 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 kept, it kept bolstering right up until I think, I think the high was like 70,000. hit high. But then 2007... They decided to be different, and they decided to close down E3 to I a very. It, it was a very kind of invite only, very restricted. And this was this is around the time that uh, they, they kind of fig, they kind of felt that like bloggers were weren't weren't professional attendees, mm-hmm. and they restricted that. So you only yeah. had. There was another convention to where bloggers killed it because none of, like, nobody that was there for business reasons to check out vendors. Like, yep. you know, big media or, like, hey, I want to buy into your product sort of people could get to anybody because there was just that many of those fuckers there. Yeah. So they went too far in one direction, and that was a huge upset. Well, it was a two-pronged thing, too, because one was restricted to who could be there. And the other was they didn't have a huge convention hall that everybody was housed in. It was scattered amongst a whole bunch of hotel ballrooms. Mm-hmm. So you had to go from place to place, you know, via taxi. And they only had 10,000 attendees. They went from 70,000, 60,000 to 10,000. And they did yeah, that, that for two years. Yeah, that's the one thing I can say about Dragon Con. Yes, it's five blocks, but all five blocks are connected. <laughs> and it's packed with, like, stuff to do. Where, like, say, if I go to my local Conuga, you have east and west, and basically just spend a day over on the east now, spend a day over on west, because it's mm-hmm. not worth walking. So, I, I, I gotta ask, are, are uh, uh, additional fiascos that have happened for E3, are we gonna bring up the faux pas of Booth Babes? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and do that right now. Um, so, kids, back in the day before we realized this was kind of fucked up, we used to have things called booth babes. Booth babes are what they sound like. We'd have pretty ladies dress in bikinis around a bunch of sweaty nerds and expected nothing to go wrong. <laughs> I would say it's a more I, innocent time, but it really wasn't. Because when well, Conker's Bad Fur Day was at E3, they gave out Conker's Bad Fur Day branded beer stein and condoms. 
<laughs> to, be, to be fair, this was this was just the you next had to be level eighteen on top to get in that section. If, if you look at the history of E three and pictures from E three, it, it it went from a very like everybody had a booth kind of thing to getting bigger and brighter and louder. Like there was no OSHA oversight. People were blaring things at decibel levels that would easily deafen people within an hour. Mm-hmm. It had gotten so loud. There was one booth there that bragged that they had more lighting in their booth than the entire concert tour for Rolling Stones. <laughs> so adding, you know, females into the mix was just the next step. <laughs> yeah, and like I'm going to say they got like conventions kind of got that idea from like say um a lot of like race a lot of old school racing events did that and still do that. Yeah, yeah. They, they, so to be to be fair to to, to no comment in the, in the chat. Yes, there are still booth babes of sorts, but you have to understand. You, you need to go back and actually look at the early two thousands era. There's there's people who are dressed up in the costumes that mimic the characters and, and are a little more in line with it. We are talking extremely scantily clad women that have no association to the game whatsoever other than to maybe have a logo across their very, very minimally covered chests. And like, it was there there's a picture out there and I wish I had it on fall for multiple reasons. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, to where it's it's literally the game's logo, right At, on on her bikini, right? But but and it's a triangle bikini, and it's just enough to cover nipples and areola. Yeah, like if she sneezed, you would see areola or nipple or both. You know, Did, that, that's just didn't they have like the didn't like one group have like the Swedish swim team out there at one point? Or oh, I've, I've seen the win entire like, Lakers cheerleaders. Yeah, you name it. I mean, they, 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 they were there to be to be eye candy, and 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 nobody was being oh, even like I sly about that. it. It was just you. They you wanted to draw more people in, and it was a very guy centric uh, event. So of course you have the opposite sex showing things off to get them to come in. That's all they were. They were there to attract men. It's like, how do we get more gamers in here? Ass and titties. Because gamers are guys, right? Mm-hmm. And if they're chicks, they got to be bi. But I doubt they're chicks. <laughs> like, that. that's like how sort of backwards thinking it was. Like, <laughs> the fuck? Ugh. And we've officially lost work. Now that we've done the primer part. <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to get fucking zapped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a shock collar and Zaz is going to have a button to press when I go too far. <laughs> I endorse this idea. Uh, but uh, hey, let, let's... Let's be our team. Fun this shit. A, a, like a over-the-internet shock collar. Ooh, I like this idea. <laughs> hmm. Well, I, I, How do I tie it? I would believe it's doable. I believe that you would need a USB connected shock collar. No, I could I could connect it Bluetooth. to my computer via Bluetooth. Have an app that calls well, out so, to your computer. Yeah, so same same idea though. Yeah. One what one, one, one thousand um, bitch you can zap Bob. 
Similar to like interactive. Okay, can, let, let's move on before we give myself a dumb <laughs> idea and actually go through with it. Because no, because here's the thing: I actually know people in engineering that would do make this shit. So yes, mouse. Yes. Yes. Ten bucks is about fair. <laughs> how about how about that, Bob? Ten dollar donation gets you shocked. I'm cool with that. I mean, would it be too much? Right. Would it be too much to point out that you totally overshot it and I would have done it for five? Shh. <laughs> so what you really Stop need being to bad do at here, business, Bob. What you need to do here is have a, 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 a competitive group game you can stream online and have shot clause on every person so that you can donate to the other people to shock them to help your person out. So that is things fucked. Like, <laughs> like, for example, like... um. The new Smash Brothers Ultimate. I like I like Zez, so I'm gonna go ahead and spend yeah twenty dollars to shock the crap out of Z and Bob. Yeah, make it thirty dollars so I can shock them out twice. <laughs> I got my god! All right, this would be so entertaining, but I don't know if we would how long we would last on Twitch with that. <laughs> They're like, this is dangerous. No, it's therapy. Like, how'd you make $100,000 in a day? No idea. <laughs> I don't remember the last six hours of my life. <laughs> Are there lingering after effects? No? Alright, moving on to the big <laughs> question. Alright. Why should we have, or why shouldn't we have, E3 in today's world? There's some arguments for and against on why we should have it, Right. Are we talking about the fours or the against? Uh, a little bit of both. First, let's start off with the fours. Uh, first thing that a lot of people point out that is like, yeah, we should have E3 is that it's a trade show that's not just for the public, but for vendors and publishers to figure out what to sell, who who to sell to, and what titles to pick up if they're like a publisher, right? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of indie devs have been picked up like using these trade shows. Um, it is a consumer-facing presentation to make shareholders happy because, let's face it, a lot of these companies are publicly traded as well as to attract future shareholders to where if somebody has a really, really, really strong E3 presentation and you already own some shares, you might be willing to buy some more based on specula- speculation, right? And lastly, under four camp... There really hasn't been a trade show in the video game industry to replace it with many failed attempts. Um, even E3 tried to make an E3 Japan, and it failed. So the e- so the rumored E3 Holland and Singapore didn't happen. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> like, the thing about E3, there's just so much that you can only do this shit once a year. There really is, but I mean, to that, to that end, though, it, it, like you said, there's a lot of good sides to getting screen time for people to sample the games, to get user feedback, to start seeing what's uh, coming up, um, which is great in a lot of ways, but the actual focus of that has changed a bit, because in the days of old, a lot of the content that was announced and played and shown was stuff coming out soon. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're getting kind of a, a, a little bit of a preload. We're talking like months, weeks, 
you know, before the end of the year or by the Christmas season. Occasionally next year. Like Very rarely. A lot of it was, you had to eat where it was so that by holiday time, hardware was coming out that was announced there. Mm -hmm. But it's shifted. And it's shifted a lot. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're getting... We're getting games now announced that are like coming in 2020. It's like, well, the most well, the most common lines I saw were spring 2019, summer 2019, 2019, uh, occasionally holiday to this year, and a date this sometime this year occasionally, and a date early spring next year. Yeah, I, I think it's a couple things. I think one is it's E three four until until Bethesda did the Fallout. It's out this November thing mm-hmm. a couple years ago. Fallout four. Um, e three was what's coming out next year for software. Yeah, um, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, I think it's a lot of people want to get out of Red Dead way. Yeah, uh, I think it's a lot of why things are pushed to January and February next year. Like Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts was rumored to be an October game, but Red Dead's October, so mm, Call of Duty's moving out of there. Mm, might not want to sit in anywhere near October. Yeah, right now <laughs> October is no man's land. Right. <laughs> Nobody wants to touch it. <laughs> like because right, that's when Red Dead is dropping. Everybody wants to give them a month on either side for people to buy it and get some more money for the next game that they buy. You know, yeah. Which is just 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 rockstar. The power of rockstar. <laughs> and you know, and another thing, another reason why I think that it's kind of become that way, because yeah, that is a trend that I've noticed, and I didn't even think to touch on, um, is that game development times have lengthened, and game marketing cycles have lengthened because year one teaser trailer, year two. Second trailer, maybe a date or a follow-up teaser trailer. Year three is when you definitely get a date. Year four is when you get some gameplay. Year five, it's coming out during this day. <laughs> Forget about games over and over again for three and four years. I, I, a great example is um, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, we, 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 have, we have heard and seen the same little little snippet of a bullet glancing off a face for, for a year. some years. <laughs> five, five, five years? Ten, Thirteen, I think it was. And I, yeah. honestly, I prefer the music in that trailer than the current uh, one, but that's just me. Seven remake. Ugh. How many times have we heard that one? But that that's a mess. That's a mess situation to begin with. Okay, it actually being confirmed by the studio or rumor mill, because I'm excluding rumor mill on that one. It was confirmed in 2013. Or yeah. yeah. That they were yeah. working on it. And I'm that like, they were working on it. They, yeah. they confirmed it the same time that they confirmed they were working on Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. yeah. That, that same E3. Yep. Yeah. And we're just now getting Kingdom Hearts 3. Right. Yeah. Which... Hey, Naughty. Ugh. But they've been hyping Kingdom Hearts for, you know, a decade. Like literally, they've been getting parts for a decade. And Just nutty, it. thanks for the 153 bits. Jesus, going nuts. <laughs> He's like that. You know, so here's the thing: is I, I understand that you want to have that kind of that ramp up because you want to keep the interest going, especially with the 
you know, we, we've we've seen over the over the history of E3, for example, we have seen where it went from a very select amount of titles to just, I mean, you cannot honestly have any idea how many games are out there because it's just insane. There are so many games that have been announced or coming out in a year's time that it just it becomes a huge muddled mess with hundreds, if not thousands, of games on the board from the small single single person studio to the big names putting lots of man hours in for for things like um, Good and Evil and um, um, Smash Brothers and things like that. There's so, things on the main stage that I've pointed out to people. I'm like, dude, I'm so excited about, like, Devil May Cry 5. That's like, actually a good example for this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Devil May Cry, I'm so excited. I know people who watch, say, say that they watched the Microsoft presentation and totally missed that because they were skimming through <laughs> shit. Yeah. Um, that was a big moment in their press conference. So. I met... Uh, I've been watching E3 presentations since Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb was covering the shit when I was 13. <laughs> yeah, that's going back for you old folks like me out there. I'm 31 some go back now. To, some people will say, I remember back when G4 was covering this shit. Like, fuck you. I remember when fucking MTV was covering this shit. <laughs> True. Uh, but... It's like, you know, I, I would hear about Sony's announcements, you know, the big three of whatever year. Then I would hear about the stuff on the show floor that aren't part of those marquee announcements, right? Now it's become the shit on the show floor is background noise because I'm having trouble keep up with six big conferences. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, don't have, you, don't have to, you don't even have to look to E3. You can just look at Steam every Tuesday, every Friday. How many yeah. games just get released? But another question here, a good question here, is do we really need E3 anymore? The I say... I ask, the reason I ask. Yes! Look at how many people did E3 announcements before E3 officially started. Yeah, E3's extended okay. from the convention to it's the week of. Right. Yeah, that that that's a, that's a big thing nowadays. We we try to like for the podcast, for example, we try to do E three rumor mill the week before E three, and then do the post E three news that actually came out. The problem is, by the time you get to the week before, you already got all the details. I yeah. mean, at 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 this point, you get all of the news the week before E three because everybody's trying to show everybody else up. That's constantly been creeping yeah. out. Right. Like, so the week so... of E3 is like, ooh, what games so-and-so is going to give away? Because I was able to pick up um, Quake Champions for mm-hmm. free. Uh, there was a couple other free games they were giving or... out or doing free trials of. Like, <laughs> EA, like, yeah. they do pl- all sorts of free trials if you have EA access. To where it's like yeah. day, day of delivery. Uh, Microsoft's starting to do that shit. And that's kind of what it's turned to me. Is like, ooh, what the fuck am I getting out of this as a consumer? But taking, a step, up. taking a step back, though, um, you said, why do we even need E3? Everything that's before E3. If you didn't have E3, they wouldn't be getting announced like that. Yeah. Well, well not, you can do it on their own timeline. Yes, they, first of all, they can do it on their own deadline. You know, but there you wouldn't be, a, there wouldn't be have, a... You have CES, but... You have groups that do, like, um, Apple, that does their own event to release just their stuff. 
Okay, to be fair, yeah. Apple's a cult. Apple has it. Uh, okay. Sony has it with PlayStation Experience. <laughs> but the so, thing is... Nintendo has Nintendo Direct. Which is yeah. part of E3, but... Um, yes yeah, and no, because well, they do Directs year-round. Yeah. They do monthly Directs. No, but <laughs> their, their big Direct is usually E3. They don't have... Um, yeah, Activision Blizzard does have their own stuff, but they're also small enough Blizzard, in some ways. There, there, has, there has been a trend in the last few years. It's kind of backed up a bit. But it, it looked like E3 was dying because everybody kept pulling out of E3 to do their own thing yeah. before like EA was like, we're doing our own EA event before E3. Mm-hmm. I, so I, there I, is I, but everybody treated that as part of E3. I, I mean, like, we really about, did. You're talking about doing it other places that doesn't work uh, yeah. you know going to re- revealing information at Gamescom revealing information at PSX or what have you it it, it doesn't work the way releasing information at E3 does here's, That's here's a here's the thing E3 E3 it, 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 what you're basically kind of assessing here is you're, you're, you're suffering from the strip mall effect which is for big names like EA, like Sony, etc. They could do their own thing and, and do basically pull an apple. Fuck everybody else. We're doing our own thing. We're going to do it on our own terms on our own timeline, which is fine. But for a lot of other smaller companies, indie studios and smaller studios, you get a signal boost when you all come together in one place, hence the, the, the strip mall effect. You're not going to go to one particular place to get this one particular, uh, you know, store you go to a strip mall because there's a couple different places you can hit and that's why you go to that's why people gravitate to a strip mall it's the same kind of effect and that's why like smaller indie guys even spend waste their time quote unquote waste their time going to E3 is because you have somebody that's going to go there like okay let's say um, Toys R Us back in the day people would go to a mall for Toys R Us but while they're there they'll stop by the Froyo place and while they're there Mm -hmm. they'll buy their their significant others some sexy lingerie because it seemed like a good idea at the time and hey the anniversary is coming up you know yep it's, but it's on the same for. token you know we have E3 we have CES we have CES is hats. not part of us follow the logic here though but we have three packs and TwitchCon uh, well, here's the thing. There's You're talking more, about very different more, audiences. Yeah, right? yeah. But there are more outlets than just E3. I don't. I think E3 is becoming heavily overrated. It is. Mm. A lot of it's has become a prestige issue to where it's kind of become too big to fail, you know. But that being said, um, I will definitely say that. To counterpoint your argument on that, it's like, okay, TwitchCon. That's mainly for people who play games and stream them to where they can network, get bigger, better, better, blah, blah, blah. And it's for Twitch to talk to those people who are basically their cattle to sell off to viewers. Yeah, PAX PAX is a place to, for the general audience to experience games that may not be out yet, maybe in early access, that kind of thing. PAX is not a trade show. Right. Uh, it hmm. that is a convention, and that is where we're going well, to split hairs. Well, I, well, I understand they're not 
A now, trade the, show. now the what closest you did come is through out, CES. CES, there could be an argument there if it wasn't for the history of there a lot of the gaming community and like the business infrastructure is incompatible with how CES does things. Well, again, the other thing you're talking about too is how big something is, how much time you have. Even in CES, without having a real big game break, and, and to be fair, there are companies like Sony Monitor that do have something there at CES. The fact of the matter is, people have talked about CES. It is impossible to go to CES and see everything you want to see in the three days they have it. It, it, it just, it's not possible. So you need to start, when, when things get that big, you have to start splitting things off, otherwise, Things won't get seen. And at that point, mm -hmm. you get so big, like going to like the Mall of America. Yeah, you can go there for one thing, maybe grab a fro while you're there, but you're not going to see everything. So you get to a point where you're, you're so just lost in the wasteland of, uh, of stores and whatnot that you'll never get picked up. Oh, yeah. Either you have to really stand out, have something really bizarre, like a, a Bluetooth-connected fork, or you just don't get noticed at all. So... That kind of thing has to be, kind of, you know, assessed. That's one of the reasons why E3 first butted out. It was exactly because of that. Yeah, and when it comes to, like, really, really, really big conventions or trade shows or whatever, if I ever get to go to one again, um, I know I'm going to have the same problem with it that I had with Dragon Con, which is just decision exhaustion. To where you have to make so many damn decisions on what to do, what to skip, blah, 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 mm -hmm. right? That it's mentally exhausting. Exhausting. Like, it's... Uh, a lot of people are familiar with this to where, like, say, if you start... If you go to a fucking grocery store and it's like there's 20 different types of sauce, you know you want Prego, Right? But there's 20 different types of Prego. Do you want four cheese? Do you want home style? Do you want flavored with meat? Do you want yep. spicy? Do you want hearty? Do you, like, it's just like, and that's just for one fucking can of pasta sauce. And it gets exhausting. <laughs> but this this is this is where you go back to, I, I, think, I think some of the points that kind of prove the need for E3 um, go so far as the attendance value, and also to kind of echo what Ark is saying, is you need to stand out above the crowd, and, and look at the early E3s we talked about, was getting louder, getting brighter, getting booth babes, everybody kept trying to one-up each other, because there's so much going on there that you're trying to stand out above the crowd, you're trying to shout louder than everybody else to be seen. I, I honestly think, um, yes, while those kind of things are similar-esque, or ultimately could end up morphing into the replacement to E3 if E3 suddenly disappeared, there's nothing that's really geared towards what E3 does. It, mm -hmm. it is meant to be a business expo for consulting connections, etc., whereas PAX is kind of a, here's what's going on, it's a convention, or like TwitchCon is very focused on a single thing, which is Twitch. It's made for that particular entity. It's a different thing. Yeah, and like the announcements still to this day are not called oh the Bethesda announcements it's the Bethesda press conference yep or it showcase press conference mm -hmm. oh and, and and just on a on point of Bethesda oh my god fucking 76 <laughs> 
Yeah. I, I would me, I'm on the fence because it's a multiplayer only game. Um, well, here's here's another plus about E3. The trailers. The trailers you oh, get to see God, in E3 yeah. are fucking great. Oh my and God. And the memes. <laughs> like when they did, uh, when, when, and this is going to sound a little fucked up because I am going to throw an accent on this to try to mimic the guy. But when the creator for DMC come out, it's like, English is hard. Matt, you do it. And pats him <laughs> on the shoulder. I'll bust out laughing because I have a lot of friends where their English is not their second language. It's more like their fucking fifth. And they but understand going that. To- but going on top of that, what about the Doom one? I think it was Doom? Where he had the small dude and the tall dude come out? Yeah. Been, might have been. And he kicked it to the tall dude and he just stood there and just was nervously laughing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the fails are always hilarious to yeah. watch because here's the thing. When you when you're that big, you don't notice small fails. No, 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 no. Because when you're on that big of a stage, the fails are of such a monumental proportion. It's fucking beautiful. <laughs> hey, get your press. Like, yeah, yeah. You got to stand out. Yeah, cuz like, you know, the guy who, um who who did uh, unravel the Guy who created Unravel. That guy had a goofy he, wave. He was at what? That guy had a goofy wave goodbye. He, he looked like he's having a stroke midway through it. But he was so nervous and so emotional when he when he revealed E three when he revealed Unravel at E three mm-hmm. that it sold a lot of copies of that game. Yeah, just because you could see the passion in him. Or or like the meme from uh, 2017 with the rat. With the uh, Mario rabbits and the dude crying when Shigeru Miyamoto gave him props, <laughs> he's just like, oh. "Listen, as somebody who's like been following this stuff, or at least playing games since I was not even old enough to read, and if I was put in a situation where I made a game starring Mario and Shigeru fucking gave me props on it, I would waterworks would happen too. <laughs> but that got memed so much." And and it's, and record, it's in an all good fun way. Like they weren't making fun of him, because there's a lot of good spirit there. For the record, Bob still plays games and still can't read <laughs> or spell. Screw you! I learned how to read by using Ultima. Well, really, can you spell the word warp? <laughs> hey, I can read. I can write. I have fat fingers. Hey, we are joined today by Wearpad Jepster. <laughs> Sorry for the confusion, everybody. <laughs> you know what's so, funny is I'm going to edit this out and actually put the proper shit up in post. So, actually, no, I'm not going to edit this out. He didn't spell it right for the record. <laughs> Accurate. Anyways, some of the, some other great things that E3 and I think it's kind of the maturing of E3 is they have kind of dialed back the loud, dialed back the bright, dialed back the booth, babes. And a lot of companies are starting to have fun with being a little less serious and a little more witty about things. And a great example, I think, I think one of the best examples is Bethesda's announcement of the very special edition of Skyrim oh, on yeah. Alexa. Awesome. <laughs> yes. awesome. And it and it works on smart fridges too. And, and, and it. It's real! You right. can go play Skyrim on Alexa. They got appeal to help with the commercial. I, I seriously... I want I, I want them to actually make Skyrim for, for the smart fridge just so that when I'm playing it and I get like an ice breath from a dragon, I actually get ice all over me. 
great joke thrown in there that you didn't really consider that it was real. <laughs> but like, it is. Was, but it is. People, yeah, people the, in BRG have actually it? played it. Oh, no, if you want to go one step further, like, it's a time to where it's like, yeah, we know we fucked up. Um, during the EA conference, like, there was this past year of the recording of this, there was a huge debacle with loot boxes. And it was like, with this game, there are no loot boxes. Microtransactions are cosmetic only. Wait, and everybody's EA like, this? we're cool. Yeah, they said that with uh I'm, I'm shocked because EA's, EA's been like defending loot boxes to the hill. Everybody else is like, nope, we're done here. And EA's is like wallowing in the shit going, we love in the bunnies. But yeah, it wasn't <laughs> with all games. It was just with certain ones. They made sure to say that. And people were assuming, I have some people that's like, oh, so they're finally getting rid of, no, 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 no. They're getting rid of it with certain games because apparently it didn't work with a Star Wars title. Apparently it didn't work with first person shooters because it broke their systems. My my favorite comment at E3 was, uh, was the Walmart jab. That to me was... <laughs> <laughs> That was a wow, a spit take with a vape. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> it went up my nose and not in a comfortable <laughs> way. That's what That's... she said. <laughs> Congratulations, Z, you just made me do an Aggie Dragon. Kids, don't look that up. <laughs> but for All right. see the... Uh... Okay, I think that's a good note to end on. Hold on, hold on. I'm I'm curious about what CZ's about to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was just gonna let people know for who, for those who didn't see what the barb was about. Uh, so for those who didn't see Bethesda's uh, uh, show, they were bringing out uh, Rage Two, which had gotten leaked through Walmart. Uh, in Walmart Canada, at least yeah. by accident. Yeah. Like, they're like, thank you, Walmart Canada. Yeah, you know, Walmart, home of low prices and being able to keep a secret. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's pretty much our kind of responses on like how we feel about E3 and what it does mean to this industry. Um, one last question around Robin style before we hand the floor over to you two to show your shit. Because that's always fun. Uh, the last question is, E3, where would you like to see it to go, even if you don't actually see it going there? Me personally, I'd like it to be a little bit more fucking digestible. <laughs> And I don't mean like the big conferences because those are well enough. I'm talking about the stuff on the show floor that I can only see if I attend. I definitely want that curtain to be raised a little bit on that stuff. Yeah, that's my 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 biggest stick with it is I I wish they would not be so disconnected with the announcements in the actual show because mm-hmm. it, it it just it feels odd and it feels like kind of a lot of the news got burned out of it before you actually get to the show and it feels like something's really get missed as a result of it so yeah, yeah. I just I, I really want 
I think a lot of these big shows, E3 and CES included, would do well to be a four-day or five-day event. There's just so much that goes on. E3 and just needs to be a fucking week. It, yeah, it, it really does. There's, I know there's more small venue items that would be really, really cool to see. Yes, I mean, Smash Bros. is great. 2077 looks awesome. Everybody's excited about a lot of these games coming out that we've been hearing about forever, but that's just the problem. If you look at all the, the actual official E3 news, we just rehashed all of the rumors we've heard for the past year. Mm-hmm. I want to actually hear some of the stuff that is a surprise. E three is not a surprise anymore. Yeah, and that's kind of eh. But at the same time, it's just like okay, month of June. Uh, let me stock up on my fucking caffeine pills. <laughs> e three can be a surprise because you know when they announced Final Fantasy VII remake, when Shenmue, when Crash, like those were surprise announcements. Mm-hmm. Like, they're still there, like, and it's for stuff that you don't expect, uh, was it? Devil May Cry 5, like I said before. I shit a brick when that came out. That Cyberpunk was, was, a, was a bit of a surprise, too. I heard about that well before the actual E3 notice. Mm, I still think it was a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Okay, I mean, it wasn't something sure. as front and center. Yeah, it's still ways off, like... I would... For me, I would like to see a lot more streams of the floor because there's a lot of cool shit that's hidden on the floor that we don't get to see. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, Like, it's mainly the show floor that I want to see more of. I yes. want to be able to remotely co- uh, control a drone that I can fly around the show floor and see everything I want to see. Oh, There's oh, what oh. I want. You, you know how show they me have a service width... or let me rent a drone. You know how they have the with Twitch functionality? Like Pokemon with Twitch or Twitch plays Pokemon and stuff like that. Twitch yeah. plays E3, just where the entire chat's controlling <laughs> a drone going through E3. Oh God, that'd be a mess. It would be a glorious disaster to behold. <laughs> <laughs> Twitch-controlled bots on a crowded floor. What? Could Nothing could go wrong. Go wrong. <laughs> that's not. That's not uh, wizards. That's not how it works. <laughs> Hey, still not weirder than fish play Pokemon. Fish play Pokemon. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm not even gonna ask. I, I'm, I'm done here. How about you he, guys? Like, tell, tell us about all the wonderful wait, things wait, wait. you do no, you're on the internet. You're gonna love this, Bob. You're gonna love this. Guy took a fish tank and drew the controls on, onto the side of the fish tank and had a camera pointed at it that. Uh, could register where the uh, movement of the fish. So anytime it, uh, they swam by B, B was pressed. Anytime they swam by A, A was pressed. They swam by the up arrow, up was pressed. Fish play Pokemon. Oh, that's it. Bob's broken. Good night, guys. Okay, check out one of the hosts. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was I was talking about. Uh, I was talking about before the cast, and we were, we were watching something on YouTube, and he was just glazed over. If he didn't blink, I wouldn't have thought he was dead. <laughs> I, I, I got on the weird part of YouTube again. Lowly metal. It's a metal song making fun of people who watch Lolicon. Ew. <laughs> Kids, don't look that up. 
<laughs> the FBI and, will seize and, your computer. And thank you, Mouse, for posting the link. <laughs> God damn it, of course Mouse would be into that. That's such a Mouse thing. All right. Z. Shill. Take us home. Shill mode engaged. Tell us about Defective Discourse, where to find your shit, all that good shit. Well, Defective Discourse is a uh, roundtable podcast where me and uh, one of my co-hosts here, Mark, uh, we hang out, we talk to people, we talk about what's going on in the news, and just get different people's opinions on what's going on in the world. You can find me either at the podcast at uh, Bottle Rocket Gaming, or on my Twitch channel, Component underscore Z, and I do stream there. Warped. All right. Or can Warped. we find you? <laughs> Before you jump into yours, please select one of our lovely viewers for an upgrade for a free sub. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm been kind of on board with uh, with Ark's comments tonight, so I'm going to say Ark. Alright. Alright, so shill away while I take care of that. So, uh, as Component C says, we uh, we are two-thirds of the whole when it comes to the uh, disinfected, defective discourse, the roundtable show. We literally get guests on in, in a roundtable format, including the chat room. We usually try to pick out one topic or news piece from that last month's um, events to really drill into for an hour. So it's just basically a roundtable topic, really drilling into the topic and really getting to the topic and, and pulling it apart. Sometimes we get two in there, depending on how interesting it is. Uh, Kirok uh, being our, our third compadre in that. I also do the uh, weekly Bottle Rocket Gaming podcast, which is a weekly news podcast where we tend to run you down through what happened in the past week. We've got two segments to it, one being just a quick run of top news headlines and then a few articles that were something that we like fondly refer to as shit worth talking about. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll talk a little more depth about the topic and just you know let you know what's going on with it and keep you guys abreast of what's happening on a weekly basis. I am basically around BRG community. If you want to find me, head over to the BRG Discord. It's probably the easiest way to find me. And uh, join us and say hi there because we always like to see new faces. And lastly to, well, Shill, Z, and myself, or Z, Zez, and myself, wow. Um, you can find us find us here at twitch.tv slash ZipLockBob. I stream here Monday through Friday, and we do this podcast on the weekend whenever the, at the guest discretion for the best time. So please keep eye on my Twitter and all that good stuff for that. And that's at ZipLockBob pretty much anywhere on the internet. You can find Zez at twitch.tv slash the underscore Zez. He likes to play a bunch of games that would make me wet my pants. Okay. Like, I don't know what like, you mean by that. No, no. You scream like a girl. Shut up. I scream like Homer Simpson. You scream like a girl. Homer Simpson screams like a girl. I scream like Homer Simpson. No, that, that that's not accurate. You okay, using the transitive property, no yes, I'll scream like a girl. Fuck you. <laughs> Fake news! Fake news! <laughs> yes, Mouse Gotti, you scream like Homer Simpson if you were a girl. <laughs> I 
can't deny that one. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, last. Lastly, this is recorded weekly. It is put on Bottle Rocket Gaming's YouTube channel, which you can find by going to youtube.com slash Bottle Rocket Gaming. And a special announcement, Bottle Rocket Gaming does have a Discord. You can find that by going to Bottle Rocket Gaming's Twitch and clicking on the Discord link, or by going to BottleRocketGaming.com and clicking on that Discord link, and that's where all the links to everything else is as well. Or the Bottle Rocket Gaming... Or the Battle Rocket Gaming Twitch page. Yeah. That being said, we're going to be doing a giveaway during the summer sale to any BRGers. We're getting things set up on the back end on how that's getting done. But it's completely free to join. You don't have to pay any money. We just get like giving away games to people so they can play with us. That being yep. said, I've been Ziploc Bob. He's been the Zez. He's been Component Z. He's been Misspelt Warp Jester. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next time.